and welcome back to Tiny Table Talks. It's been a few months, but we're back for season two, and we have a lot of exciting topics to cover over these next few weeks. We'll be coming to you every Thursday from Spotify and YouTube, so make sure you subscribe on our YouTube channel, and be sure to check us out. As we can probably hear already, Tiny Table Talks is under some newish management. I'm still here, the old Mava, and I'm with two other people. My name is Tashana, and my name is Ari. This week's episode is about New Year's goals and adulting in the 2020s. We know it's February already, so we are just going to do a brief catch-up of what has happened in January. Yeah, wow, and what a January we've had. It's actually been an extremely hectic and unexpected month. We've had the bushfires, there was Megxit, Kobe dying, and most recently there's been the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. What do we all think of these events? Because I know for certain things, Megxit kind of gave me those vibes of, hmm, okay, so if I need to leave my toxic family or toxic friends behind, I can do that. <laughs> Hearing about Kobe's death, I literally reached out to everyone to be like, I love you because you never know what can happen on any given day. Like you can't take every day for granted. And with the coronavirus, you see a lot of things happening, like with the memes. Some of the memes were just making fun of the Chinese people saying that when you find out that this shit's made from China and you're screaming like, or you just see people wearing masks and you're just so afraid and I just feel like that's very wrong. Okay, so for the coronavirus, I have some Chinese background and the very first day I went to work, people didn't want to sit next to me on the TTC. Oh my god. And I was like, should I cough on them? <laughs> you really should have. <laughs> should I cough on them? And then if you see on the bus and on public transit, the people who are wearing masks, I don't really think that it's going to be useful if you wear a mask. Because mm. you know how the coronavirus, if someone is coughing on you and you receive some spit? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's how it's going to infect you. The flu is killing more people than the coronavirus, apparently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I've heard this flu statistically kills like yeah. a few thousand people every year yeah. versus the coronavirus where it's just kind of popped up. Oh, yeah. yeah. You heard that? I heard on the news that I think it was on CP24. It was about how every child once had the coronavirus, how we all had it, but we survived. But suddenly it just decided to pop up in 2020. Now, I have a theory that every 20 years, the government releases a new <laughs> disease out to try and kill us so that way they can generate and profit off of other people and they can use that money from the dead to build whatever they want to do. Oh, oh, that's so heavy. Yeah, that's okay. We're not saying that that is true. <laughs> yeah, but please yeah. don't hunt us down if it is. Well, yeah, in Kobe's death, I was with my friend. We were just chilling and then I saw the new popping up on my phone and I was like no that was with fake news you yeah. know and then and then I told my friend and she was like what are you saying Maeva are you saying some kind of stupid stuff again I was like no just read it on the phone Kobe died in a crash yeah I didn't believe it either yeah, yeah it just came out of left field yeah. and it was so unexpected yeah. too just like the way yeah. it happened yeah on Instagram, Kylie Jenner actually kind of commented on it in her stories because this was a helicopter she would go on and fly as well, and she knew the pilot. Oh, wow. Oh, so no. I think it hit close to home and like a lot of celebrity circles because it was in Calabasas, right? Which is where Kobe lived. Mm-hmm. And he took the helicopter because he w- wanted to avoid traffic jams so he could spend time with his family 
which kind of makes it even doubly sad because look what happened. But wasn't there also other people with them, like additional nine girls? Yeah, so it was his daughter who was only 13 and we had her teammates because they were all going to one of her basketball games. Mm -hmm. So it was the daughter, I think two teammates and their parents and of course the pilot. So it's just sad because you have a lot of lives cut short. Of course with Kobe, yes, he died young, he died unexpectedly, but he's made his mark as a legend. We'll mm -hmm. never know with these with these girls mm -hmm. what could have happened, especially with his daughter, right? Like she was on track to carry on his legacy, the next generation. So mm -hmm. it's just extremely sad. Yeah, it's really it's tragic. Really unfortunate. Yeah, again, yeah. you just you can't take your days for granted. You just have to make time. Mm. to do what you're here to do. No excuses, right? Mm -hmm. Overall though, because we're barely into February. That was all in January yeah. <laughs> with everything that's happened. What do we think 2020 will be as a whole then? Will it be a good year? Will it be a bad year? Is it gonna be a little bit more of like a weird year just because all these events are just coming out of left field? It's gonna be a weird, weird year, for sure. <laughs> you think so? For sure. <laughs> For sure. Even now, like the winter here in Canada, mm -hmm. it's not even cold. And that's just like classic climate change thing. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I was like, is it getting worse? I guess, yeah, because there's 2020 is like a global thing and 2020 is a Canadian thing as mm. well. Yeah. For you guys personally, are you optimistic about your 2020? Yeah, I believe that depending on where you are and how you set your perspective, your year can be up and down. I would say just try to remain a positive attitude and have that positive outlook on life and you can really see where your year will take you. Hmm. Interesting. So you're pretty optimistic, right? Yes. Despite the horrible things that have happened to start us off in the year, I believe that in the middle and towards the ending of the year, it will be a good year for everyone. So we have to wait a couple, a like months. a lot of months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So many times there's a new year, new me. It's always a symbolic new beginning. Were you all excited to leave the 2010s behind or was this just another year for you? Oh God, you just make me sound so old. <laughs> I'm glad that we left a lot of things in like 2020, such as like horrible memes. And I don't know, I didn't really have anything bad about the 2020s besides maybe the world ending in 2016 when everyone was freaking out about oh, yeah. that. 2012 as well. Oh yeah, and oh, 2012 yeah. too. Yeah, that was the big one. Right? So I'm just really hopeful for 2020 and seeing what it will happen once again. How about you? My 2010s started off good. But then in the middle, 2015 happened and then it just went down. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know what happened. Then I was like, oh, 2020, it's new decade. And then the weird thing is that my friends pointed that out that this decade, we are most likely to get married and have kids. Yup. That's the weird thing ever. So one of my friends sent me Kim K at the beginning of the decade and then she's with Chris Humphreys. And then it was like Kim K at the end of the decade and it's her, Kanye and their four kids. And that's when it clicked for me because I told my friend, whoa, you realize at the end of the decade, we're going to be in our 30s. That's yeah. going to end up being probably a lot of us. Yeah. <clears throat> and she was like, oh my God. Yeah. What? Yeah, everyone's out here talking about marriages <clears throat> and I'm just out here reading books. You guys have hopeful future. <laughs> 
No, like it doesn't mean we're gonna get married. Like next we year, might. Yeah. There's oh. a lot of pressure, at least for me, to get married. I'm just only 20. My parents be like, "So when's grandkids?" And I'm just like, "Can I just go to college and get a job Aww. first? Like, why?" <laughs> so all that pressure in marriage is just on me. I'm pretty sure I can have like a few fellas and a few ladies out there who hear me out that can relate. Don't worry about it. The time will come. Just relax, <laughs> breathe, and continue to follow your path and your dreams. What traits do you want to bring with you to 2020? What habits do you have now that you're like, okay, this is great. We're going to keep these. Or what things have you already left behind? <laughs> oh, man. Well, 2020, I'm going to be bold, bringing about boldness, more talkative, Aww. and communicating with people because I was super shy and very quiet and have this big voice where I can just talk to everyone. So definitely, I'm going to be more inclusive and try to make friends with everyone and connect definitely do a lot of networking because that's always good mm -hmm. and the things i'll leave behind definitely my shyness being alone just little bad habits that can happen when you're introduced into a new environment so i'm gonna try and take out that more bold approach and be more unique as an individual coming into 2020. Mm. those are some really solid goals and really solid like traits I'm trying to make 2020, or the 2020s, more about <laughs> my career and trying to just explore different things, figure out what I really 100% want to do. For so. me, it's going to be eat more healthy. <laughs> <laughs> we all could do that. Eat more healthy. Health is wealth. Yeah. <laughs> and just leave toxic people behind. Mm -hmm. and just cut them off. Always um, important. Out what of what my life. What if those toxic people are your family? <laughs> Uh, no comment. <laughs> no comment. Just, um, I would say extended family members, mm -hmm. not immediate family. Mm -hmm. Yep. Nice. So then, what are our views then on New Year's resolutions? Is that a yay or a nay? I would say yay, but I also hate the slogan, New Year, New Me. <laughs> no, it's going to be the same you, but in a better view. That's true. That's true, yeah. <laughs> so, my New Year's resolution is to basically save up, continue college, and then hopefully start my business and then following of the 2020 years and see where that will take me. How about you? Hmm. So I'm pro-resolution. I'm team A on that. When I was a kid, I would try to do resolutions, like really big ones, <laughs> but then I'd always break them by like January 3rd. <laughs> so then when I started to do, I think maybe two or three years ago, I'd give up something. Just like one tiny little thing and I'd just go the whole year without it. And that actually helped me a lot. Two years ago, I gave up chocolate. I didn't eat any chocolate for the entirety of 2018. People were like, you're insane. That's a crime. Honestly, like when I ate my first piece of chocolate in 2019, I was like, how did I do this? And I don't know, but that's worked for me where it's like little things, but still kind of meaningful things. I see. Resolutions, yay, but figure out your groove with that, mm -hmm. you know? That's a yay for me. My New Year's resolutions would be long-term goals that I'm setting to myself and that I'd like to achieve. For example, I'm planning to settle down in Canada by the end of this year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and also have adopted my own dog, a corgi, if possible. Oh, <laughs> like the queen. Yes. <laughs> corgi, they're so cute. They are. So cute. So friendly too. Yeah. 
and my carrier, I would think, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. We all sound like we have some decent plans in order. Looking back at the 2010s now, how do you guys think the world's changed during that time? I guess what's changed for the better and what's changed for the worse? I feel like most people, the big thing is social media. Because that wasn't a thing yeah. back in the 2000s yeah. and suddenly it just was, it just happened and now it's everywhere. Mm. Well, technology can be our greatest assets, but also our greatest demise at the same time. Mm. So depending on how you use technology today, especially how it's always evolving and changing, it could be good for us and it could also be bad if put into the wrong hands. Yeah, true. Skynet going live, man. <laughs> <laughs> Even too now with the politics and the way things are shifted and climate change and all of that. Mm. Generally doing research about the 2010s around Christmas time, New Year's, because I was curious and all the videos that came out that kind of did like a best of. So many things have just happened. Like the polar bears, how they used to be super big and fluffy and now they're just super skinny mm. and it's just awful. For some reason, because I just like polar bears for like no reason, I'll Google from like polar bears from 2010 till 2019, and they have been depleting in size and huh. in value. So I hope that the polar bears won't go extinct further in the in the 2020s, and that someone will come up with a solution to re-inhabitat the polar bears in the Arctic. Hmm. You have a good point. The governments are not putting climate change as a priority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's some organization trying to make it better, but still it's not enough. And people, I think most people are not willing to change how they're living their life. For example, they, I know some people, they don't want to use metal straw. They mm -hmm. only use the plastic straw. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's also a hard thing to change um, other people's lifestyle, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Mm. My resolution for 2019 was not to buy new clothes because mm. there was the whole sustainability wave. Yeah. Oh. And so the only time I was allowed to buy clothes is if I went to a thrift store. Doing that kind of shifted my perspective because I realized, wow, like we don't need to be constantly having all mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. And, like fast fashion, who is that really affecting? It's more so the people who are peddling and selling the clothes. Not us, like we don't need all that. We don't need to be constantly recycling. Mm -hmm. Or no, if we were recycling, that would be good. Yeah. We don't need to be constantly throwing away old yeah. outfits and everything like that. Mm -hmm. That's true. I know that there are some organizations out there that take old clothing and they make it into new. And everyone, you guys are sleeping out on the thrift store. Just like Macklemore, you can go to the thrift shop and just create a whole new outfit. And everyone's going to be like, where'd you get that? Like the thrift shop. You guys should go there more. You'll amaze yourself and surprise. And speaking about the metal straws, I know some restaurants, they do have the cardboard straws. Mm -hmm. But they're just not as good as the plastic. Because every time you take a sip, it just gets soggy and mm -hmm. you're unable to drink from that drink. Mm -hmm. So I would say buy the metal straws. They're cheaper and they'll also last you longer. Yep. What responsibilities do we want to tackle? And what kind of responsibilities do you think we're expected to start taking on? Well, a few things that I'd probably have to do is, you know, get a house, get a car, start paying that insurance, 
get puppies, start paying like their health bills, and a lot of responsibility that people would require of me as comes with age is maturity and the way that you'll handle certain situations, especially if you're under stress. You gotta do things in a professional manner. You can't let your inner feelings show because that would be shown as immoral or uncharacteristic of you in that kind of position that you are, whether in the workplace or not. So these are just kind of things that you gotta gravitate to while you're still young so you can better compose yourself as you get older. What do you think? Oh, there's that whole thing where like your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. Yeah. <laughs> so just, you know, get those, get those good habits. Get them in there while your brain is still malleable. <laughs> Getting a house now internal, especially internal, is really difficult. Yeah. So I'm not ready for that. Like I want my own house, but but I think my main responsibility would be to save up, mm. build up my credit score, <laughs> and, then, and then think about the car or the house. Yeah. 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 That's my main responsibility right now. I mean, there's cheaper houses in Guelph, but oh, Guelph is far. It is, but that like train they're super cheap, though, like. There's houses that are being, well, houses that were apartments being sold for exactly $1,340. That sounds amazing. I mean, maybe to people who don't have money, that sounds a lot. But for someone who's trying to move over mm. there, that is pretty cheap than buying like a $7,000 house or X amount of houses. You're saving money in your pocket, but the travel is pretty bad. You have to kind of think about the accommodations. If you move to Guelph, are you saving more than what you would if you were living in Toronto? Mm. Wait, where are these $7,000 houses? I'm down for that. <laughs> I, okay, I'm pretty sure there's no such thing as $7,000 houses. <laughs> I wish there were. That would be amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I was just using that as an example. <laughs> I know, it's, it's just crazy because when you were... A kid, the expectation was, yeah, you go through all these phases, mm -hmm. you get the house, like it'll be all good. But then, even with renting now, it's oh, yeah, prices are sky high. It's literally like you're shoveling money into a furnace. Speaking yeah. of shoveling money into a furnace, tell me why minimum wage is this way. We're getting paid less and we're paying more. I feel like the government should change from $14 an hour to like 15 or 16 or higher. Kind of nuts about that is a few years ago they did change it from 11 to 14. I think it was two years ago, but then the costs continue to rise around that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like no matter what you do, it's not like you raise the minimum wage, then everything else is just going to raise around yeah. it to accommodate it. So it's like a very twisted and sad kind of balance that's being maintained. It is. <laughs> even now, like with, with all that too, honestly, I feel like even when I'm doing the bare minimum, Mm -hmm. I'm very proud of myself and I feel like I feel like an adult and I think that's a great tie into our next topic which is adulting <laughs> because the definition of adulting is to behave like an adult specifically to do things that are often mundane that an adult is expected to do so I don't know that kind of pertains to things like doing your laundry correctly or cooking a meal <laughs> What are our thoughts on this? What's your view on adulting? Okay, adulting for me, like I wouldn't say I'm an adult, even though I'm like the 
adult phase. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a really, I'm a really big kid at heart. But to me, adulting is like be responsible of your rent, pay um, the day that you're supposed to pay the rent, pay your taxes, do your laundry, do your chores without having your parents telling you, oh, you don't forget to do the laundry, and also not getting involved in unnecessary drama. Don't be too nosy when that's not your business, I would say. Mm -hmm. And also when someone is like trying to kind of fight you, just don't answer back with like physical fight or something like that. Just be like calm about it and just like talk in a mature way, I would say. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, well, what, what is adulting for you? Yeah. Adulting for me is handling responsibilities well as an adult. It's basically putting all your immaturities away and taking on this new role of responsibilities and stepping into a land called maturity and for me it's basically doing the things that you have to do without being told to and taking the initiative on tasks and responsibilities that you would need to do for yourself and for others mm. and you made a valid point about mm. not getting to fights with people sometimes there are some fights that you cannot walk away from because they won't allow you so that's when you would have to like you know step it up and go to legal systems and all that but that's another story but you're definitely right and you hit all those points about like paying bills and doing taxes those are some things that you would necessarily need to do when you're in a adult. Mm -hmm. I think the big central theme that you both talked about is how adulting is linked to maturity mm -hmm. so with that in mind, who is someone where you look at them and you're like, that's a real adult? What traits do they have? Do you think it's equal to certain traits, responsibility, or even age, or a state of mind? Like you were saying that sometimes you feel like a big kid. I would say there's no perfect adult, you know? You can't be a perfect adult. But I think one main characteristic which takes part of being an adult is handling your responsibilities well. And also have a good work a good balance between, for example, work and your private life, I think. That's something I'm struggling with, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But there's some people who are like, I don't know, 40 years old and they're not mature, I would say. Mm -hmm. So they're like the adult age, but in their mind, they're not an adult, I would say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know, what are your opinions? I would say it inquires all of that because with age comes maturity and in order to mature, you have to go through challenges in life and pick and choose which you, what you will apply to your life as a learning process. And those things that you apply to your life that aren't necessary or unneeded for you in your spiritual growth or even growth as a human being, those are some things that you just put to the side. As Mava said, being an adult, you can you have to keep your private life and your work life separate. And there's always a time and a place for everything. There's a time to you know be playful, and there's a time to not be playful. And it all depends on the environment and the situation that you're put in at that moment. 
so like a true like mature adult would act accordingly towards another adult or if it's their friend and they're in a work environment you wouldn't be horseplay something like that so yeah you're looking at the fact that they're multifaceted people different aspects to their personalities right yes it's fantastic and then maybe as you were saying there really is no perfect adult yeah <laughs> like i i definitely feel that i once i i worked full-time kind of in a more administrative environment and it was so interesting because going into it i thought like everyone was going to have it together <laughs> and there was people from like varying ages like some people were in their 20s like me somewhere in their 30s but also somewhere in their 50s 60s and <laughs> The maturity I saw between a lot of like my younger coworkers versus my older coworkers was astounding. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> it like it drove me nuts because you'd see these older older coworkers getting into pettier drama. Oh my goodness. Okay. Right? And yeah. it shocked me because I just assumed that it was something that you could kind of grow out of. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you know, that's not the case for everyone, which is kind of insane. Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a difference between growing up and then growing old. Would you guys agree? <laughs> when people are reaching a specific age, like I don't know, for example, 70 years old, mm -hmm. they turn into babies again, no? Not necessarily. Like my grandparents, they still have it together and they're in their 90s. Okay. So, yeah. But I see what you mean though. Like, Some people, I guess they might lose more. Talking about like when they lose mobility for themselves. Mm -hmm. like sometimes with growing old, your mind goes too. I don't know. Like physically, you can grow old, but then for the majority of people, especially like in the workplace, I guess there'd definitely be like a choice <laughs> yes. kind of yeah, thing. That is true. Yeah, as opposed to like, yeah, when you're older, you definitely yeah. can end up reverting mm. back to the second childhood mm. if you're not as mentally sharp. Or yeah, mm. if physically you can't move around like you mm. used to and things yeah. like that. I feel like those are normal, but if you're like physically capable and you just choose to, then that's mm -hmm. a problem. Yeah, that is a problem, yeah. yeah. And then even now, with millennials right now, the first batch, because I know that the bracket for millennials is defined as being between 1980 and 1996, yeah. around there. So that means that our first batch of millennials are actually going to start turning 40. Oh my god, Which, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy when you think about it, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's so funny because I think, especially in the 2010s, there's kind of been this new in-between kind of phase in life where after you're a teenager but before you're a real adult with like bills in your house and everything and i've noticed that a lot of like the whole generation of millennials as a whole is usually associated with that era do we think that's going to change in the coming years now that it's a new decade and that millennials are getting older and probably becoming collectively more responsible say for example when you turn 18, you're legally considered an adult, you go mm -hmm. off to university and all of that. But then there's also, before you kind of go off, like get a job, have your own place and things like that, then usually people are coming back and maybe living with their parents for a while. So you have like all these statistics about millennials, maybe they're able to make more money, but a lot of them are in debt. So they have to live at home to save up and things like that. Oh no. So I'm saying like in the in-between of that. So in between like being with parents but also in between being fully independent that all depends because some people they want to stay at home with their parents until they grow up oddly enough and you have people doing different things so i would say there would really be no in between it's all based on your preference and what you want to do in your life okay one thing that i've noticed is that for example people who were born in let's say 2000 
beginning of 2000, 2002, something like that. Mm-hmm. They seem more, I would say, not mature, but they like more adult things than me when I was 13 or 14. I didn't have the same interest and they seem to like grow faster mm-hmm. than I did. That makes sense though, right? Because yeah. the internet, there's like yeah. so much information available yeah. and things like that, right? Yeah. And then I think for them, um, comparing to my like cousins, my little cousins, they're growing up and they, they want to be more independent for some reasons. And they want to like leave their leave the the parents' house faster than I did, for example. Because I, I moved here when I was like, let's say, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. So that was my first time living by myself. But then they're like 18, they were like, oh, I want to move out. So I'm not sure for them it's going to happen faster. People who were born like after the millennial, like, mm-hmm. Face oh, period. I, I no? can totally relate to that. Um, it's because probably they want their freedom and their independence because maybe the rules at home are strict and they see mm-hmm. other millennials <laughs> are more independent than they are. So they want to fit in within that community and build their own independence because, you know, with society, everything is changing, everything is moving at a faster pace. Mm-hmm. So that might also be the impact of that as well. Well, wouldn't that be like a chain effect for every generation then? Well, yeah, there is a chain effect for every generation, mm-hmm. even for us. So that's why I'm thinking that, you know, some... Millennials? Um, advance more than... I would say advance more than the previous one because of what's happening in their environment. Mm. oh yeah so it can very much depend on where you're coming from mm-hmm. who you're raised by and like what values you have that also could definitely play into that in a huge way mm-hmm. because millennials are mainly raised by baby boomers and like gen xers and they got a lot of like praise and things like that it's like really interesting because then <laughs> they come across as more entitled because they want to have like acknowledgement and communication for their efforts mm-hmm. whereas you have people like more born in the 2000s like gen z's who are less about that and they're more about like you said they're seeking out information yeah. they're very much into the truth so mm-hmm. there's a lot of like links but then there's also some really like interesting generational differences that mm-hmm. can kind of that distinguishes them as a generation but then there's enough in common mm-hmm. right yeah yeah like that's that's so crazy to think about. Any anything I watch or if I'm online, like a lot of the things are like, oh, like they they categorize like people of the age of Gen Z as millennials still, though, oh. because there's like that attitude that kind of falls like, oh, <laughs> like classic millennial, like oh. sipping on their like iced coffee and on Twitter kind of thing, and it's like what? But they're all getting old. Like, what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> Even with everything that's kind of developed. In the 2010s, and we've seen we've seen our, our generation has kind of dealt with things, we're seeing how the next generation is beginning to deal with things. How do you think future generations might be better off or worse off, especially going into the 2020s? Um, they'll definitely be better off because they have the technology and the knowledge that they use to become more independent as a whole. And I would say they're also worse off because, as I mentioned previously, 
uh, technology can be so dangerous, especially with the information that can be given and shared so easily. It's not like the old days where you just write a letter and it'll send then three days later. Things are always changing and happening really fast. Mm-hmm. So there's pros and cons to everything. So it's very true. Yeah. I see. Oh my gosh! I see a lot of babies now getting iPads. They're like yeah. always playing with iPads. Oh my! No, I feel like that freaks me out because it's like so much bright light. I feel like. Even now, when I got a smartphone, I think my attention span got so affected by it. Not like in a dramatically sad way or anything. I noticed after university, I was like, oh gosh, I gotta get that back. Because I'm so used to like everything coming quick and like apps and everything. So in that regard, like for worse off, like I'm a little bit concerned because of the next generation is just surrounded by screens and like all this quickness and like an overabundance of information. Mm. That could be insane. But then the flip side is that they have this abundance of information so maybe they're less likely to make some of the mistakes that past generations have. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of kids, maybe two or three, being on their iPads on YouTube and they're watching weird content. <laughs> yeah. Weird color, really weird content that I don't understand why they're watching that. Because they can then, get to it. And then they're learning from it and they're just repeating it. I was like, excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the, the difference between my childhood I would say because I used to play outside a lot Mm -hmm. and they don't have they don't know that they they were like no it's boring like to play outside you know I'm like yeah but being in front of of your iPad is like boring too (laughs) yeah yeah you think about it turns into a habit though like sometimes I'll find myself like going onto my phone and like logging to social media even Mm -hmm. though I did that 30 seconds ago (laughs) yeah and I'm like wait what's going on like (laughs) Because no matter what happens there, if anyone posts an update or whatever, or something mm-hmm. new pops up, it's always going to be there. You can always go back yeah. to it. Yeah. But then the world around you like, is just as interesting, even though there's not likes or mm-hmm. bright lights yeah. or anything like that. I don't know. And I've heard for climate change. Okay, so if the government doesn't do anything, it's going to get worse, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to some people and they were like, oh, no, I don't want to have kids because I don't want my kids to suffer because of the climate change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's definitely a huge thing to think about in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like how that's going to turn out. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like an oxymoron because regardless if you have kids or not, you still have other families that are still going to live on and they're going to have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say if it's in your choice and your will, continue your line and pray that nothing happens but if not then you know life is life (laughs) yeah this is very like a western thing to like feel like you have the choice to do that you're like yeah you know what okay i won't have kids Mm. (laughs) yeah but then yeah there's gonna be people in their world countries who are just gonna live their lives and do what they do but they're probably suffering the most Mm -hmm. and getting the brunt of that impact even though the west I mean, look, I'm from there, I love us, but we are definitely contributing the most, Mm. (laughs) damage-wise. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's why I always say it's all about your perspective and how you look at things. You can choose to look at things negatively, and then it'll start to impact you, like not wanting to have kids. Mm -hmm. Or you can change your view and just try to be hopeful and continue living the best life that you can live. Also, I guess just little things too, like you were saying, like it starts, it really does start with yourself. 
mm-hmm. make those little changes in your life, like even if they seem small, I think like the ripple effect comes into play and you make an impact in your own way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do we have any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? Well, some final thoughts that I took away from this was thrift shops are <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, try to change your view on things to make your life better. And you never know when your life is going to come short. So always live in the now and enjoy life as you know it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully 2020 will be a good year. Yeah, hope so too. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, that was this week's episode on New Year's goals and adulting. Next week, we will be discussing love because it's Valentine's Day. But since we have a previous episode on romantic love, we're going to delve more into love between friendships and families and maybe owners and pets. I know I keep trying to like. Yeah, for sure. Yes, we're going to do that. So stay tuned. Uh, We're only just beginning and looking forward to talking again. See you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.